Lisa, 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 and God as guests. One, 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 time. one time I took acid. I'm freaking out, man. Too high to move. Too high to move. Too, 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 too high to move. Too high to, too high to, too high to move. That's true. Oh my god, if Joey hears about this. That was a little preview of what's to come with Lee Syatt from the homie DJ McCray at DJ McCray on Instagram. Nice chill Bob Marley vibes to start the podcast. Yeah, that's what I like. Nice, chill, good energy. Man, if you listen to any of Bob Marley's music, it just makes you happy right away. I love that about his music. Like, just right away, it's just feel good, feel good energy, feel good vibes. I hope that's what people uh, associate with this uh, podcast. They turn it on, and they start feeling good. You guys good? I had a pretty fun week. I want to share a couple highlights uh, of my week with you guys. We'll make this uh, intro as short as possible. This is a much-anticipated episode with Lee Syatt from the Church of What's Happening Now. Yeah. Good times this week, guys. I uh, I did uh, the historical roast of Andre the Giant at the Comedy Store, and I played the Ultimate Warrior. It was so freaking fun. I uh, will hopefully have some video up for that soon. But Tony Hinchcliffe played Macho Man Randy Savage. Just to give you an example of who else is on the, the panel, Matt McCarthy was Andre the Giant. And uh, other buds as well. Scout Durwood was China. It was good times. Good times, guys. And then uh, I taped uh, a couple days for the rehearsals for a TV show that's coming to E uh, in the spring called The Funny Dance Show. And I'm going to be going up against Kel Mitchell and Carly Gibson. Yes, that Kel from Keenan and Kel from all that. Put a big check mark next to a childhood dream come true. I'm gonna be freaking dance battling Kel from Keenan and Kel on a show, and I'll get I'll give you guys that info on where that uh, tapes. It's actually tapes later this month, and I'll put you on the guest list. Me and Yamanika Saunders are on a team, and we're gonna kill it. We got some funny dance moves planned for this show, dogs. And another little highlight of my week. This is just, I felt like it was such out of a movie moment. I was at the the grocery store and a lady asked me to reach something for her that was on the top shelf. And of course I did, whatever she asked. And she was blown away by my height. Her and another older lady she was with, they literally went, wow. (laughs) Whenever I stood up and reached like literally this pot for her. And uh, her her granddaughters that she was with. It was just so funny. I just love that moment. But I had a good week. I hope you had a good week as well, guys. I want to thank the sponsors of the show. Speedweed at Speedweed on Twitter. Hit up Gino for that sticky goodness, that a green, that a kush, the yum yum in your tum tum, and the thronsels in your tonsils. That Speedweed. And also Bronxborn Pizza based out of Bend, Oregon. You live near there? Go support Bronxborn Pizza at Bronxborn Pizza on social media, or maybe uh, go to Gray Block in Santa Monica. They sponsor Theo Vaughn's uh, this past weekend podcast, and uh, it's the same owner. So go to Gray Block Pizza in Santa Monica, or head on over to Gray Block in Oregon. And you can support the show at jeremiahwonders.com. There's a PayPal donation button. I want to thank uh, Kelly Sandlin. 
Thank you so much for your generous uh, PayPal donation. I got the notification in my email earlier in the week. I really appreciate it. And uh, you can keep emailing your kindness challenge letters and music submissions to your boy Jeremiah Watkins at gmail.com. If you can't make a donation at jeremiahwonders.com, you know what would help me out a lot is if you go over to iTunes, if you haven't let yet, and leave a five-star review. I checked recently, and I have not been pushing it, so there's really not that many reviews. There's only a couple hundred reviews. I would love to get it closer to like 500 if we can in the next couple months. That'd be great, and that will help, you know. Get more exposure on this show and uh, get more people listening to it. Uh, while I read uh, some of this tour date info, I want to play a song from Push.Audio. It's Chris Pritham with You Ain't Worried. I'm adding a few dates to my favorite things tour, so listen out for a city near you. All in the next couple months, I'm hitting San Francisco. Tickets are still available to the Late Show at Cobbs for Kill Tony. I'll be in Connecticut, Phoenix, Reno Laugh Factory dates just added. Check my uh, my Instagram at Jeremiah Stand Up for that. New York City, Swansea slash Boston, Massachusetts area. We're doing a Texas run for Kill Tony and Stand Up shows, and then also uh, I'm also going to be hopefully headlining a couple dates uh, that we're working out near the uh, Michigan Toronto area as well. And tomorrow, October 9th, we move the live podcast recording of Stand Up on the Spot to this date. Tuesday, October 9th. Please come to this. Tickets are still available. Tony Hinchcliffe, Brian Redband, uh, Mary Lynn Rice Cup, Andrew Santino, Moshe Kesher, Ryan Sickler, and your boy Jeremiah Watch. It's going to be a blowout. Stand up on the spot, and it'll be available as a podcast later as long as, uh, you know, no te- technical difficulties or anything. But it should be, should be out in a couple weeks. Uh, and then October 23rd, the, the, the previous date where Stand Up on the Spot was, I replaced that with the, uh, the taping for the Funny Dance Show for E. That's going to be super fun. And if you live in the L.A. area, I will put you on my guest list for that. I'll have all that info on my social media, at Jeremiah Stand Up. I also want to thank Gage T. Arena. He has been editing the audio like a boss and the video like a boss on this podcast the last couple months, helping my workload out a ton, especially how much I've been on the road. He has been a true lifesaver. Follow at Gage Tierina, G-A-G-E-T-I-J-E-R-I-N-A on social media. Thanks so much, bro. Let's get into this episode with Lee Syatt. I love this guy. He started comedy, uh, you know, within this last year. He's been grinding it out. He's been hitting open mics. And he's had a lot of good advice. We talked about um, his past before stand-up and uh, what's to come for his future. And we had a great conversation. Without further ado, please welcome my pal and yours to the show, Lee Syatt on Jeremiah Wonders. Got to do that slate. I'm very impressed. You're very <laughs> I was an editor for three years. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I didn't, I didn't make it. I made it to assistant editor, but I moved to L.A., to be an editor, so I worked on some pretty cool. Like I worked on America's Funny Some Videos. I worked on House Kitchen. Well, now who was hosting America's Funny Tom Some Bergeron? Video? That was he did it for ten years. Oh, that's Bob right. Bob Saget did it for ten years. There yeah, was, there was a weird two years where there were like like a couple doing it, but now uh, Alfonso Biero, the uh, the guy from Fresh Prince, is doing it. Oh yeah, Carlton. Carlton, yeah. As soon as you went like this, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, I mean, it's that show's been going on for like 30 years. It's pretty insane. Yeah, but it's what it's one of those shows that it's it's just truly like good, wholesome, clean comedy where it's like I still laugh. I still laugh and watch it like ever. Anybody who watches it is just like, yeah, this is just silly and funny. Yeah. And especially with YouTube, you think it would get like kind of like pushed to the side. But it's whenever you look at it's on Sunday nights, it's like they would always post the the ratings. It was always like number one or number two in its time slot. Really? Yeah, people still love it. It's in like 80 countries. It's 
the guy who the guy who uh, runs the show, uh, Vin DeBonis, just he's one of the nicest guys. But he also has like a, a an entire floor of the uh, parking garage just for his cars. Like he has tons. <laughs> of, he's just he's he's made billions probably. Do they still have the the same theme song? America, America. Uh, you know what? I think so, but I, I'm not there. The uh, it's, it was it was great. It was cool working there because you got to see like the different parts. And I, the the guy who would come in to do the voiceover, his name is Jesse. Yeah, but he's like he's like he's he looks like a rock star. He comes in with the hair. He has like the jacket, and he he would come in a couple times a year and do like I'm pretty sure it was him doing that that song. It's pretty cool. That's awesome. I wonder if it's the same guy who does like the Chevy like a rock. <laughs> this is like the same guy like covers all of it. That would be like that's. I think that's Bob Seger actually. He does oh, that, okay. pr- probably. Do you have like a dream job in Hollywood? Because though like the voiceover would probably be, it seems like the the dream gig. I mean, it, it sounds great. I bet you could easily do like animation. You have a very like good voice for animation stuff like that. That'd be. Uh, you know what? It's weird because I, I moved here. Like I was said to do post stuff i never wanted to be in front of the camera doing yeah. like that and then like i had troy conrad take my headshots and i haven't really done too much i haven't done like commercial stuff with it but people will tell me i need to start and it's just it's just kind of weird for me it's like I, I always wanted to be behind the camera now people are like oh you'd be you have a good look for commercials or you should do it. like it's just weird yeah you would you could audition for a lot of stuff oh that's so crazy yeah have you, have you done any commercials yeah, I did. Uh, actually, um, I booked a commercial. This was years ago. I haven't booked in a while. Uh, it's kind of hard to, whenever you go on the road for stand up, because right. then you have to tell them, like, I'm going out of town. And then they're like, okay, he's out of town. And then whenever you're back in town, you have to remind them, like, hey, I'm here for like a week. <laughs> Can right. you find me in auditions in a week? It's like, uh, it's a little bit difficult. But uh, yeah, I booked a, uh, a commercial back in 2011 that was like a national, uh, Chevy Volt commercial. Oh snap. Really? Yeah. And that's actually what allowed me to quit my day job at Starbucks and focus fully on comedy. That's so, and, and I'm, I'm not trying to like kiss your ass or anything, but like I just started comedy nine months ago and you're one of the people who at least for me is like, I don't know how to say it, but like. I look at you and I see what you're posting and I see what you're doing. I'm like, shit, doing one open mic at night just isn't enough. Like, I see you, you're on like three different shows Kill Tony, the goddamn Comedy Jam, and the Rose Battle. So that's three nights out of the week that you're busy. You're always doing sets and you have like Regan and Watkins, and it's just like, Jesus, I need to keep. Like I need to keep going, and it's a, like it's a it's a it's a fucking process. It's a it's a process. Uh, yeah, I mean, whenever people say it's a grind, it I mean, it, <laughs> it really is. But not everyone does it like you. Like it's pretty. It's well, pretty crazy. I also not a lot of people like I'm a little bit crazy in the in the fact that I'm doing a lot of different kinds of comedy. It's right. not just stand up. So that adds a lot more workload to the plate. Like if I was just doing stand up, like you know, it'd be this amount of sets. But since I am like, you know, trying to equally make Reagan and Watkins like a bigger thing, like that's its own time and investment. And I'm trying to equally, you know, spread myself without spreading myself too thin at the same time and get up as much as I can. So it's yeah, it's 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 sometimes difficult, but I mean, I wouldn't have it any other way. And I mean, I don't know how I'm like there, there might be some young comics watching, but 
like how whenever like I just I broke up with my my ex right before I started or right as I started. Yeah. And then even girls who I start seeing now off and on like I have to tell them like oh I can see you at like 10:30 11 after my open mics yeah. and they're like what are you talking about? Yeah, what do you, and, what do you mean? And and you have you have like you're married like ha, that must be like you must have found like the coolest girl ever to be cool with you being out every night. Yeah. She's pretty amazing. She's very understanding. It was one of those things where whenever we started dating, it was one of the first conversations that we had like, "Hey, I'm like nights is going to be pretty crazy but like we'll you know we'll we'll carve out times of the day and luckily her schedules like it changes a little bit during the day so we'll, we're oh, okay. able to have like lunch or dinner together before i go out and it, we just you have to just kind of plan it differently because you know if you get busy at night sometimes you're just you're out for the whole night and then and it's like all right i'll see you tomorrow <laughs> right maybe and it's like because like joey would make fun of me he go he's like oh you're gonna see that girl tonight i'm like I think I'm going to push it to another night. He's like, why? I'm like, because I'd, I'd rather go and do an open mic. Yeah, like yeah. Especially when you have, because I've gotten pretty lucky. I'm doing shows that most nine-month comics don't get to do, so I want to make sure I do a good job. Sure. So I'm trying to go out and do as many open mics as I can. And it's just, to me, to, even like if I thought like a few years ago, like would I rather have sex or would I rather go and spend it, drive an hour to do five minutes of terrible comedy <laughs> i'm like oh yeah i would rather have sex but oh, of now, course i'm like no now i like i i can't wait to go do an open mic or yeah it's pretty it's 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 been fun did the breakup happen do you think because of the schedule is that like why it didn't work out no i is this your first girlfriend that you've had since starting stand-up like was that like a new thing where you kind of had to like try to figure we, out we were the scheduling? almost five years in uh oh and i started I started about yeah. Well, we broke up at four and a half years, and I I, we, I broke up. We broke up like a month or two after I started. Mm. So I mean, it, it kind of just there were other issues. It was it, it was one of those things where I just I'm in L.A. I I just started this. I I was having a lot of fun, and I I was like, oh, I don't really want to get married and be home by like be not even be home by be in bed by ten o'clock at night. Yeah. That wasn't really what I was into. And was that an expectation from her that she was kind of thinking? She had a regular job. She was a, she's a lawyer, right. so she's yeah, asleep yeah. by ten thirty. And then, like, even if I would stay home, even before comedy, and she would she was asleep at ten thirty. I'm I'm not asleep at ten. Like I would just yeah. be sitting in there in my quiet apartment. Like, what am I doing here? Yeah. <laughs> so it's it uh it definitely helped though the the comedy thing because I, I made tons of friends. Like that's. When I, because I, I started working with Joey like seven years ago, and then I met Steve Simone, who you've had on. You know, it's funny, as I actually first heard you through Steve Simone. Oh, okay, yeah, he's great. Yeah, that's because uh, I, I listened to his podcast, uh, and that was like my first time like I heard your voice was okay. was through Simone actually. Yeah, on good times. On yeah, good he, times. Yeah, and he would talk about moving out here, and everyone you talk to talks about the store, sort of like it's like a uh, almost like a camp, even though it's mm-hmm. even though you go there every night, but it's like. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of a, a nerdy, shy guy, and so I'm not great at just like I couldn't go in a Starbucks and make a friend. But when you go to the same open mics for months and you start seeing people, you just you happen you make friends, and it's it's uh it's tough going through a breakup, but it's been a lot of fun. Like it's been cool to meet people and go do like I did a show at a, a, a not a rehab, what is it, a detox center. 
Oh yeah. And, and the and the guy called. And he's like, "You got to be. We got to finish up by nine o'clock because their meds start kicking in and they start falling asleep. And they 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 would just sort of pass out. But it was it the went, ultimate closer. Literally, just people like passing out in front of you. That was it. Was, it's it's been kind of cool to just see the different like things that happened to you. Because yeah, he, they were falling asleep. They had to go in and take their medicine. I had a guy like last week it was i haven't really been heckled I, I have like most of the people who know me are are really nice but this one guy got i got positively heckled he like he came into the room at the ice house as i was on stage in the middle of a joke and just went hey lee i'm real excited to see you man i'm like in the middle of it i just i'm so like i didn't i didn't want to like trash him because he, he was just a little too excited yeah yeah but it was like i didn't really know how to handle it now so now like every time every time something happens i'm like okay that's something I can handle now. It's an you no. Know, that's that's the the best thing about going up like every night is like it's like a new notch in your belt every single time like something like that happens. You're like okay, I know how to handle this the next time something weird like this happens, and it's literally like this infinite checklist of of items until you become like this <laughs> stand up master, like the guys who are like twenty, thirty years in that are like I've seen everything. I just know how to right, and it's and especially you doing Kill Tony, you must see. Just because I actually want to on, I, I don't want to out the guy. So I'll, we, I'll tell you later. But one of the episodes, someone who came or used to come to the open mic place that I go to, uh, went up and like they were booing him. They, they, like they just didn't like him at all. And I haven't seen him do stand up since. Ooh. So it's just it's like it's yeah the, the things you run into. It's just like geez, you gotta keep you gotta keep going or you got. It's like it's weird how like an audience will just turn on you that quickly. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Sometimes it's a little bit brutal. <laughs> Whenever it gets that brutal, I'm like, I don't know. That's not my comfort <laughs> level. That's right. I'm more of like a ah, give him another shot <laughs> kind of thing. But yeah, we see we've seen like a lot of, I mean, crazy craziness on on Kill Tone. How many comics have you had to come through there? Do you think? Must be hundreds by now. I mean, it has to be like I've been doing the show over the last couple of years or so. Probably. I've, Two and a half years, probably around there, was whenever I joined the show. Maybe a little bit longer, maybe around there. Uh, and in that point, there's had to have been hundreds. And like Tony's been doing the show over five years now, so he's yeah, he's, 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 a, he's a, you know he's seen thousands. He's literally seen thousands of comedians come through that podcast. That's tough, and especially with them, open micers. Some of them are great, and some obviously some of them like Preacher Lawson. He, a uh, guy who's a finalist in America's Got Talent last year. He used really to, he started there. Yeah, well, I mean, he was a stand up, and he was going to kill Tony regularly, and he got up there multiple times. And that's nice. And you look back at the footage, and Tony's like, "Hey, man, you're great. You're gonna be doing like you got star quality." And then, like, literally, fast forward like three months later, he's a finalist on America's Got Talent. That's wild, and like I've heard, I haven't. I think I met him once. But I, like Malcolm Hatchett, I, I heard he's just been blew up, up from it. Oh, dude, yeah, he got signed to a big agency and yeah, doing the thing. Yeah, he's great. That's pretty cool. It's 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 um, I feel lucky because I'm kind of in two worlds. Like I get to see, I have access to like really high name, big level comics that like. Right. So for for maybe some listeners or viewers, if you don't know Lee, uh, you are the co-host of the Church of What's Happening Now with right. uh, with Joey Diaz. So. Uh, what we were talking about is he, uh, you're nine months into stand-up comedy. Right. And kind of had like uh, a little bit of a, a different path. And it's interesting kind of, uh, that's, that's why I'm loving talking <laughs> about all this stuff with you right now. Because it's such a different approach and like the way you got into it 
rather than a lot of comics who are just like, yeah, I'm just going to, you know, start like you, you have the relationships and you know, a lot of the comics, but in a different sense. And now you're like, well, I'm, you know, I'm doing this now too. Right. Well, I, I never thought I wanted to do it. I, I was a fan. Like I remember I had, obviously it's not that popular now, but when I was 10 or something, I had, I went I remember at the mall buying the VHS copy of Bill Cosby himself. Yeah. The one where he does the dentist bit. And my lip, my lips on the floor, and my dad and I would drive, and my, my lips on the floor, and just it, it, it would kill us. But and I moved out here, and that's how I met Joey because I, I wrote him a message on Facebook, and I just said I want to work with comedians, but I don't want to come off as creepy, and because I, I had no interest in being a comedian, I didn't yeah. think I wanted to do that at all. And like like I, people would ask me, I even cut like two years ago, like. Dice Clay came on the podcast and as soon as it turned off he's like have you tried stand up and I was like no I'm not I would never try stand up like maybe you should try it and I just the 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 fourth wall of the open mic place is literally three minutes from my house yeah it's and it's it's a insurance office that, that was converted into a little open mic place so there's no like if you even even for me like going to like places like the haha or flappers is it seems like really intense. Like it's not like I know for like a, when you get a couple years in, you're like, oh, it's it's just another place to do comedy. But for someone who hadn't started yet, I was like, this is a real comedy club. I don't want to go there and and bomb. But it's I feel kind of like I audited comedy for seven years because I like I got like I would go to the I would go to shows with Joey a lot. I'd, yeah, I was always going to shows, always watching specials, and I feel like I had a little bit of a step up. Like, I definitely have a step up being asked. Like, Sam Tripoli's been great to me at the Sycamore Tavern. Mm-hmm. Um, or the Dodo of Comedy, I guess is, is what it's called. And I've gotten to do some great shows like that. But I've also just gotten to hear... Like, that's why I, I really enjoy podcasts. Is like, they're very... Even when they're not meant to be, like, they're kind of inspiring. You hear these people's stories and what they go through and how they how they attack things. You're like, oh, this is... I could do this. And Well, yeah, you're just like... You're just... A, when, you know you're working with Joey and you're having all those guests and great comics come through there. You're literally like a sponge that's just soaking up knowledge and soaking up experiences. And at the same time, probably, you know, the more the Joey starts bantering with you, the more as the show goes on and stuff like that, the more he's comfortable with you, the better your comedic timing starts to improve. And you know what I mean? And the more you get a little bit more comfortable with the idea of like, Hey, maybe, I mean, people are telling me I should try stand up. Maybe I should do that. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think, I, and I think uh, there's a lot of people who do podcasts because I, what, what I consider my role on the show is like, I don't, I don't jump in a lot. I, I, I never try to out like outshine or, or talk over anybody. Um, but it definitely taught me when you say like, even when you say timing, it's like less is more. Like sometimes, sometimes being like, and that's and that's one of the things I'm still trying to get better at, but. Sometimes I'll see newer comics like one month in and they are like speeding through material. Yeah. And I'm like, and it's just, it's taught me, oh, okay, you can embrace this. Like, that's something I hear a lot is embrace the silence or yeah. use the silence for you. And it's just, uh, it's just been cool to kind of, because not, not all of the tricks that Joey does is, is going to work for me because Joey has a very different style than I do. And not it, but, just he taking a little bit from every person and being like, oh, I wonder if this will work for me. Yeah. And it's, it's been, I mean, how long have you been doing it? I've been doing stand up over eight years and That's I started crazy. off doing improv like 11 years ago. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It, 
it's been a lot of I, like I'm only nine months and and that's actually one of the things that sort of kind of made me pause when I was thinking about starting was I don't really I don't want to spend ten years like struggling like right that's what I hear and, and and now that I'm doing it I don't know if I'm gonna end up being a a regular at the store probably not. I mean, who knows? I, w- I would love to be. It would be great. I've done two shows there, one in the belly room and one in the original room, and it's amazing to go up there. Like, I I freaked out, but it's, uh, I'm trying to get better at not looking like 10 years ahead, just enjoying it yeah. for right now. Living in the moment is super important, and just like day by day, and just little gains and successes, like getting up on shows, or like whenever you nail like a new bit that you're working on or something, I mean going off of the timing thing the last few years just being a part of kill tony that's such a huge ensemble show and there's moments on stage where there's literally like on monday we literally had we had nine people wow on stage at once we had tony red band the sklar brothers daniel van kirk myself joel jimenez chris dillon and then the comedian that was drawn out of the bucket. So nine that's a lot people, of people. That's yeah. a lot of people all trying to figure out when to jump in. And really it's like you gotta choose your moments. Like you gotta, you know, and still like you'll throw out some stuff where it's like, oh man, you know what I mean? Like you're like, oh I missed I missed my opportunity. Or there'll be a lot of times when Tony will will go to me like, Jeremiah, you had something? And I'm like, moments passed. It's I continue kind of thing. Cause it's like the joke is gone. Like it moves. It's such a, a, a quick moving machine, you know? Well, do you, cause I, I, I haven't done any improv. Do you feel like improv helped? Cause you kind of really, with stand up, not all of it, but a lot of it is pre planned, at least the idea yeah. of it. Improv, which I, I went to go see in Boston, is literally like right now, here's an idea, go with it. Yeah, did that and that must have helped. That's helped me tremendously. Like anybody who's seen my stand up or just me as a performer, like improv is like a huge part of my my toolbox. Like I I'm I rely on it a lot. Like especially if a set's not going the best thing about like stand up if you've taken improv in the past or if you're familiar with it, if your material for whatever reason is not working on a given night, it's the best accessory to have like, okay, let's be present. Let's figure out what's going on with this room right now. And let's, let's dissect the problem. Like, why am I not doing well? Right. Uh, I mean, it's, and who knows? I mean, I'm sure every comic would say yes to this question, but every time I see you, I'm like, he has to go on SNL at some point. Like that, is is that just like the end, not the end goal, but is that like one of the bigger goals for you? Yeah. It's like a, it's like a dream job for sure. I know, I know Lauren, you're probably watching, but you you gotta, you gotta get this guy. Like, have you sent in a packet to them yet or? Yeah. You know, what's funny is, uh, where I'm at with it right now. They've, uh, they like my stuff. They've seen it, but, uh, they've told my manager multiple times now that I look too similar to Kyle Mooney. Oh, crazy. So, we have, I guess, similar enough of a look where uh, they're like, we don't want to see him right now. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll just keep chipping away at it, keep getting better, keep putting on those weights. And right, yeah. So when, <laughs> running. when it comes, so when you're it ready. Comes, yeah, I'm ready. So That's crazy. Yeah, and that's, and that's one of the things that's, because every other job, even editing when I came out here, there's a path. You go from PA to assistant editor to the right. junior editor, editor. There's... You know, you like this entertainment comedy thing it's it's very weird how you're like oh i just look too much like this guy or 
Happens you a know, lot on that show. There's I've wild. had some other buddies who they look too similar to current cast members and because you know that everybody has like a slot that they need to fill on the show. It's like if you look too similar to somebody else, it's like, eh, we can't see you right now. Like we got that. We we have that slot. We have that position filled. We have our starting five or whatever. It's like, okay, well, you know, I'll be I'll be on the bench. I'm in I'm in the wings. <laughs> right. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> It's uh Did you have any crazy on set stories whenever like uh whenever you used to edit or anything like that, like in the editing bay? Like anything weird that would go on? You know, it, uh, editing was always offset. Um it did show me just the kind of like the politics of, of LA. Like I remember I was a huge uh Scrubs fan okay. growing up. Uh well not growing up, but when the show was on. From and- TLC. No, I don't <laughs> want no scrubs. <laughs> scrubs <laughs> I got a gang and no love, love from, from me. me. Hanging on a fashion sign and a best man. Words. When I was trying to dance, it almost broke your entire set. Um <laughs> just the whole thing just, yeah. <laughs> just comes down. Sets in fire. Um There's just a dude taking a dump <laughs> on the other side of the, the apartment complex wall. I'm like, what's going on? Oh my god! <laughs> but no, the, the, the Doctor Cox from like the uh, the TV show Scrubs came in, yeah. And my boss, like before he came in, was like, "Don't look him in the eyes." And of course, he didn't care. But it just it, like like that was probably the weirdest ones. Like sometimes you you just have bosses who take things a little too seriously. Was he was he serious about that? Like, no, he didn't say it. He probably had no idea that she told <laughs> that she told us all that. But it's just like sometimes like when you when you have quote-unquote stars coming in people get really weird about it so that was yeah, that was one of the weird ones. i feel like a lot of times it's those people who are trying to be the gatekeepers they're the weirder person oh, than the actual person they're like because a lot of times like the people who are successful from what i've experienced interacting like they're usually pretty cool like yeah. at, to an extent like if you like not like the like the eye thing big old flying here don't tell Joe. Joey says I bring flies everywhere, which is not true. <laughs> which is not. True. He says I eat hummus and I bring flies in. How did that fly get here? That's crazy. God damn it, Joe. I think Joey's sticking flies in he my car. He sent flies with you he like, to this podcast. Did. That son of a bitch. But uh, yeah, I, 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 there hasn't I, been a fly around these parts in years. <laughs> and I'm, I, I bring. I just have a team of flies wherever I go. Yeah. God damn it! I took a shower and everything. <laughs> But I mean, I I've, I've run into some people who aren't cool, especially like it's it's been a kind of a bummer to meet them. Oh yeah, but some uh, podcast guests or not so much podcast or just uh, out in public kind of thing. Out in public, uh, occasionally on the podcast where they come in, and it's not like they're outrightly mean, but it's like they're they're Are there they, to see Joey. They're so more like, dismissive, kind yeah. of. They're just like the the kind of person who lo- like looks over you or around you, like oh that's great. Yeah, sure. Uh, right, that kind of thing. That's exactly yeah. Yeah, and it's and it's like the like other, not making eye contact kind of thing where you're like, dude, I'm freaking right here too. I'm a, I'm a part of this show. Oh, and it's not even on the show. Like it has happened on the show, but like someone who came in who is super cool the other like a month or so ago was Henry Rollins mm-hmm. came in and, and like talked to me for five or ten minutes like just off the show about something, and it was just there are a lot of cool people in this town, but I guess something else that I learned. Is because I'm I'm not much of a drinker. That was never really my thing. Yeah. And same here. But it's crazy. Like even in the post production side, you go in and they're drinking wine out of coffee cups at nine in the morning. They're they're snorting uh, Adderall. Like it's 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 something that like you have. Like I could see how people could go down the wrong path. And I've done probably more edibles than anyone. But 
it, it for me it feels a little bit different doing pills and and drinking as opposed to doing some some pot but i mean you're you're at clubs every night do you, do you i've never i don't think i've ever seen you drink at all yeah i don't drink oh yeah, yeah, yeah. is, it, is I, it tough for you or do people bug you about it it's it, it was one of those things whenever starting out or whenever you don't know people very well they push way harder right but like once you get to know people they start respecting your choices kind of you know does that make sense like and especially as you get older it's like i started like i was around the club scene like right whenever i was like 21 so like of course it's going to be way more intense like oh you're, you're 21 you just turned 21 like well, you got to drink all that stuff but as you get farther into your career people are just like oh he doesn't drink like kind of respect his 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 life choices kind so, of thing so you don't drink at all i don't drink at all no that's great I, I, I never it never really appealed to me I, I, I have fun occasionally i'll get drunk maybe once a year now yeah but it just it it takes so long and it's just you're so out of control like sometimes with drinking right and like, was there a reason why you didn't, you don't drink or you just, never, uh, never really it didn't appeal to you? me, but I mean, I've got like some family issues and stuff with it too, that I'm like, eh, it's not worth, like right. not worth me going down that path. My, my mom is a very Jewish and very old school and she like, she'll call me and she really likes that I'm doing this, but like once a month she'll be like, you know, Jerry Seinfeld says that you shouldn't drink. <laughs> He says he's seen a lot of comics go down the bad path with drinking, so you, please don't drink. And I'm like, I, I, I really don't, but it's just, it's, it's funny. Like, how, what do your parents think about all this stuff? I don't. It's kind of crazy. Like, somebody's actually calling in the show right now. I, oh yeah. I, it looks like um, your mother's actually calling in to the show right now. Hello, is this a uh, is this Lee's mom that's calling in? Hi, is this Jeremiah? <laughs> uh, yeah, it is Jeremiah. Oh, my, my son has told me so much about you. You sound like such a nice boy. Oh, thank you. You sound like a very nice woman yourself. Well, thank you. for if Lee, if Lee ever invited me out to L.A., I'd love to take you out for lunch. Or... <laughs> that sounded very passive-aggressive by you saying, if he ever invites you out to L.A., is that something that uh, you're uh, a little bit upset about, that he hasn't invited you out here recently? Well, I'm his mother, and I see him like once or twice a year. I, I, I feel like I, I don't know. I should see him maybe once a month or, you know, Take him out for Shabbat dinner or something. Oh, you know what? I've been to a few Shabbat dinners. Uh, I have some uh, Jewish friends out here in Los Angeles, and they're a good time. Oh, what, 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 what do they make? I, I make a great brisket. I make great latkes. It's, it's, Get, I would love I, to show you. You're cutting out a little bit. Get up on that, that, that phone receiver a little bit, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Syatt. Uh, yes, it is, Mrs. I'm, I'm sorry about that. I know. I'm, I'm cleaning the house. I'm, I'm doing a lot of things right now. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, when, when, uh, Lee, when is the next time you're going to see your mom? She's kind of, kind of inviting herself out to Los Angeles. Oh, I know. She would, she would move in if she could. She, uh, I'm actually, I'm excited next week. I'm going back. Uh, and it's probably, it's not probably, it is the biggest show I've ever done. So I'm from Boston and Joey's going back to do the Wilbur theater. Oh man. And that's like, that was like, that was the theater for me that's as a kid spot. going to see stuff. So I'm going to get to go on stage and, and he's doing two shows. I, don't, I think I'm doing like five, six minutes, but she's going to come to one of those. So she's really excited. Dude, that's incredible. It, how, how proud of your son are you, Mrs. Syatt? I'm, I'm so proud. I just hope, I hope he doesn't, I hope he doesn't swear on stage and embarrass me in front of my temple friends, but uh, I hope he <laughs> your, doesn't. Your temple friends? Yeah, yeah. I don't like when people swear or use dirty language. That's, that's not really my thing. Oh, it's not your jam. Oh. 
No, I like I like Seinfeld, and I, I really like Tom Papa. I like his new show, Baked. I, I, I sent Lee a text the other night at 11 p.m. That, that he should do a show in Boston, kind of like Tom Papa does, going around to bakeries. Oh, well, maybe maybe he'll consider it. That, that sounds like a fun show. Yeah, he should just hit up Travel Channel, but he, know, he never does what I tell him to do. I told him to write a letter to Theo Epstein when he was eight, the general manager of the Red Sox, and if he had, he'd be working for the Red Sox right now, but he doesn't listen to me. Wow. Oh, you know what's crazy? Uh, Lee, dude, this is wild. Uh, my mom is actually calling in right now. That's I think, crazy. I think she actually wants to talk to you. Uh, Mama, is uh, is uh, are you there? Is is Lee? Is this Lee? Hi, 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 Mrs. Watkins. How are you doing? Hi, hi, hello. Um, you need to invite your mother out to LA. I, I, I see her as much as I can. I do. How often do you come out to LA? I mean, actually, now that you brought that up, I'm a little bit upset that Jeremiah hasn't invited me out to LA recently. Mama, I'm I'm sorry. Lee and I, you know, we're we're doing our stand-up thing. We're we're traveling, but Lee's going home soon, so he can, you know, he can talk to his mom there. That's not good. That's not good enough. You call your mother every single day. That is true, actually. I do call my mom every single day. Oh, I, I talk to my mom probably three or four times, yeah. at least five times a week. So oh, somewhere yeah. close to that. Oh, that is the sweetest thing I've ever heard. You're actually doing better. Could I talk to your mother? Hi, Mrs. Watkins. You sound like a pleasant lady. So do you. We, we, sh- we should get some tea while, while, while our sons are out working. I mean, yeah, maybe some tea, but also, you know, we could go to a bar, too, or something. Oh, if I have half a margarita, I'm getting a little tipsy. I'm throwing I'm sugar packets around you. the bar. We are going to party tonight, girlfriend. Can I, can I be in bed by 9 o'clock? Because that, that's kind of my bedtime. We'll see. I'll be holding your hair by midnight. <laughs> I, th- I think we lost both of our moms. I, don't uh, know. I think our moms just became friends over the phone. I don't know. Yeah, I think they're part. My mom doesn't drink at all. My mom, my like that, that like that's true. She literally had half a margarita once and was throwing sugar packets around a Mexican restaurant. She got hammered <laughs> off half a margarita. She can't like that's. I think that's where I get it from. My mom tried to take a beer pitcher to go <laughs> at a restaurant once by putting a napkin over it, like as a to-go cup, and they're like, "You can't take that." She's like, that's a that's a great buddy comedy. <laughs> yeah. my mom, my mom, my mom watches like PBS and and Downton Abbey all, the, and she just like, that's all she does. Yeah, my mom watches Snapped and uh, like that murder show, <laughs> <laughs> like of of like of wives killing their husbands and stuff. She freaking loves that show. And every time I go back <laughs> home to Kansas, like we always watch horror movies. Like we, I've watched all of the Saw movies with my mom. Oh God. Yeah. That that sounds like a night. At least my mom doesn't like horror because I, I hate horror movies. So at least at least we're on the same uh, on the same level with that. But I can't like do you do you, I mean drink with your mom and all that stuff? I I, I have I don't think I've no. ever I had like one beer with her. And no, my my sister. I walked uh, <laughs> I walked <laughs> back on her back patio in Kansas once. And my sister and my mom were shrooming on the, on the back patio <laughs> together. <laughs> and my mom literally looked up to me. And she's like, Bubby. Bubby, you look like you're in a field of dandelions right now. Are you playing guitar? I was like, what? I had just gotten off work at the car wash and I, that I was working at in Kansas. I was like, what are you talking about? And my sister's like, where's Sherman? <laughs> <laughs> that is wild. I can't even, I'm, I'm a little bit jealous of like, I don't know. It's not like, it's not, I don't feel like I'm not open with my mom, but she's just like, 
the first time, I wasn't even high, but she thought I was stoned in like high school, and she came up to me, and she's like, is this weird right now? Am I, are, 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 do things look crazy? And I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not. I used to do that to my sister all the time. Whenever she was oh, high really? or whatever, I'd be like, hey, what's going on? How are you? <laughs> like making huge, like ridiculous, like clown faces, and she'd be like crying, laughing. and Oh, that's hysterical. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, my mom and I have a very different relationship. We don't do any of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, I did. I mean, I didn't see my my parents uh, do anything until I was like uh, teens. Like uh, they were, it was like very cookie cutter. Like I grew up like uh, at an early age. Whenever uh, like everything, there's no alcohol or any kind of drugs in the house, and then it kind of switched <laughs> down the line. I, I could. I, my house had a a few floors, and my dad would always be in the basement. And I, I could. I remember like smelling him smoke weed. But that was it. Like he and he like he drinks and he smokes. Like I've gotten him high with Joey, which has been pretty funny. I, Joey got him so high once. Like <laughs> <laughs> he's an old Jewish guy, and I would I we drove up and met Joey at his old house, and he gave my dad a chocolate chip cookie, and he said eat. He said Mister Syatt, eat like a bite, and my dad kind of just goes for stuff. He I dropped him off at LAX. He took the whole cookie, fell asleep. After security and almost missed his flight, felt so he felt he slept the entire plane ride home. He couldn't find his car in Florida at the airport, and then he got pulled over on Route 95, which is one of the busiest highways on the East Coast, doing like 25 miles an hour the next day. Like after a whole night of flying and all, he was still fucked up. Wow. So yeah, that's my dad. My dad will will mess around with that stuff now. He likes the edibles and all that, but it's uh. Have you ever been high? Uh, did you ever get high around your dad at like an early age, and like he got you got caught or anything like that? No, I was a fucking dork. Like I was, I was, I I think I drank a couple times in high school. Though I I did I definitely took edibles once in high school, but I didn't I didn't get caught. I uh I was at the beach all day, and I literally sat like an inch outside of the umbrella, and I turned purple. Yeah, because I was just too high to move. But I didn't do I I didn't really do any of that stuff in high school. Like it's that's another reason why I really enjoyed comedy. I feel like I've like come out of my shell in like the last year, and like I get to be a little bit goofy and do all that. I was just a, a huge dork. It's almost like reverse, like where where you're you're almost like interrogating your dad if he's high whenever like he took that cookie. Like, oh, <laughs> that I had to call the airline and ma- and, and like see if he was like if he made the flight because he wouldn't answer his phone. And like he, he, I found out later they had to like escort him onto the plane. It was it was fucking. You're like, Dad, how much of that cookie did you take? Um, not that much. Uh, Dad, I, I <laughs> it sounds like you're on a cookie right now, Dad. I don't know what you're talking about, Lee. I took just enough of the chocolate chip that Joey told me to take. Dad, Dad, I I feel like I feel like you're I feel like you're on like two cookies right now. I don't even know what you're saying right now. <laughs> I'm freaking out a little bit. Okay, maybe I shouldn't have taken that whole cookie. No, Dad, I think you should go lay down for a minute. Like, what what is what is the room doing? Is it this room spinning right now? I mean, I'm not even in a room right now. <laughs> I'm somewhere outside of a room. I'm kind of floating somewhere. I don't. Uh, I feel like I'm in, like, the upside down from Stranger Things right now. Like, you don't even look like yourself. You look like a Demogorgon or something, brother. 
Well, then, well, Dad, we're on the phone right now. I don't even know what you're looking at right now. This is... Are, are you are you inside your house at least? Wait, I'm at the airport, but I think... Well, it, the TSA looks like a demon right now. I have no idea what's happening. The TSA is not a demon, Dad. You gotta, you gotta go through there. I'm gonna go inside this tree real quick, okay? Because I'm freaking out, man. Um, be careful, Dad. Wait, if I drink milk, will it cure the high? Because, you know, it'll bounce it out and soak it up. It has to. It has to at least help. It, it can't hurt. All right, I'll go get some milk out of this vending machine. I don't think they have milk vending machines. Dad. I, think, I don't know, man. There's a cow that's inside this vending machine right now. I think I gotta milk this cow out of the vending machine, then it'll be all set. Oh God, Dad, I'm gonna have to come bail you out again, aren't I? Oh, uh, probably. I'm in the upside down area code six six two five nine four. Oh well, yeah. My dad gets. I I once got my dad so fucked up that he forgot how to take a sip out of a Wendy's cup. Like we went and got Wendy's after one of the podcasts. <laughs> he just put the cup in his mouth. And, <gasps> he's like, I don't know how to drink. I don't know how to swallow. Will you help me? Will you pour it down my throat, please. <laughs> dad, you, you, you just got just like a normal straw. You just got to sip in. I'm trying, but it feels weird. Make sure maybe I'll try a different orifice. <laughs> That, that, that might work for you, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get into this next segment, Fanning Out. Fanning Out. Questions from fans. Yeah, I reached out to people online, and they reached right on back to me. If you could ask Lee any question, what would it be? And I got some good ones for you. Um, oh, this is from our buddy uh, Ryan Hill from oh, Don hey, Carlos. Eat a burrito. If you could make any burrito, what would it be? Oh, uh. And first of all, if anyone's watching this and you're anywhere near La Jolla, I actually met Ryan because I, I don't even know if I was working with Joey yet. I, I sent Ari a DM because he, I think with Tony, they had done mushrooms or something and he did a podcast and he talked about it. And I was like, what is that burrito place? And I was going down to see Pete Holmes or something in San Diego. He told me I met Ryan and we talked about comedy. So Ryan Hill of uh, Don Carlos Eat a Burrito is amazing. Any burrito... There's something about the California burrito that's just amazing. Oh, I, I get it pretty much every time I go down there. I get that California burrito from Don Carlos. I haven't, and the thing about, I mean, he must do it for you guys. Every time I would go down there, not only would I not, he would not charge me, but he would give me like seven burritos. Yeah. Like, I don't, the, the, trust me, I, I, I wish I could eat. And his burritos are like they're a pound. babies. They're, oh they're giant. They're like maybe even more than a pound. They're huge. Yeah, I think I would make a California so burrito, but if he's asking me of any kind, what could I eat? I feel like I have to put something kind of special. Maybe potato tots instead of French fries, or oh, something crazy in there. That's cool. That might be good. That's a good. That's a good idea. Right I love there. California burritos, dude. Me too. They're they're my go to every time I, I go. Are you a green or a red sauce? I'm a red sauce guy. Me. Oh. Right. I used to. I, I was Sim, I, simpatico. <laughs> coming from the East Coast, I like, I didn't even know what tacos really were. Green sauce kind of throws it for me sometimes. Like really? it has to be really good green sauce and more like jalapeno green sauce than like a like a salsa verde. I don't like cilantro and stuff like that. Oh, okay, I'm not a cilantro guy. Does it taste like soap for you? No, it just tastes like garbage to me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, yeah. And I've, I've heard some people think it tastes like soap. I, yeah. It Some people have a genetic thing I've heard, but it just tastes bad to me. Okay, I don't, I don't, I don't like it or, or hate it. I guess I'm. Yeah. I, so you put now. tater tots in there. Yeah, tater tots. What else could I put? put any, weird in there. Well, nacho cheese or something like that. Ooh, you know what? 
as as much of a fat guy as I can be. I I like regular cheese, man. I like talk. I used to love Taco Bell, but I can't have any. Hey, that's America's number one Mexican restaurant. Can you believe they voted? America voted for that. Oh, that's bad news. Number one Mexican restaurant, Taco Bell. I mean, that's what I used to think tacos were until I moved here. I mean, you said you're from Kansas? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, that's that's pretty much what... I thought that Tex-Mex, you know, I thought that, uh, like, queso was, like, a normal, like, like uh, Mexican dish. Like, just the bowl of cheese. That's a very Tex-Mex thing. That, actually, now that, now that we mention it, I had never... I, I, I went to Austin with Joey, and I, I we don't have Tex-Mex in Boston, really. Right. Have you ever been to Chewy's in, in Texas? I don't think so. What part of Texas? You said Austin? Uh, this was in Austin, but I think they're all over the state. Okay. And I had never had queso before. So if in a California burrito, a little bit of queso with like the meat and it's a little spicy, that I think you have to put that yeah. in there. Oh, God. Ryan, you have to make a queso now. Ooh, got to make that queso. Uh, this is another restaurant question, actually, that'll go along with this. Uh, this is from at UFC Trump on Twitter. How has your restaurant slash takeout game changed uh, since Joey Diaz came into your life? I'm sorry, but him getting angry about your poor establishment choices make me laugh so hard. <laughs> well, I have to. Like, I, I do think about stuff now. I'm like, God, if Joey hears about this, because he'll make fun of me. Like, I used to go on Yelp a lot just to see, like, if I'm going somewhere, I'd be like, Oh yeah, let's go on Yelp and see what's around. Yeah. Um. One time, I took acid with Joey. How how how? <laughs> How many times have you taken drugs since like joining the church? A, a two a thousands. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like like no. And you used to not do it at all. Not at so all. So used to be. It's so funny just like to look at it from like that outside perspective to be like used to be like very like kind of reserved and conservative and like yeah like through comedy it sounds like you really have broken out of your shell big time. Oh yeah, I mean, and it's it, like some of sometimes I still because people like will get angry with me sometimes like. You, you don't take enough bong hits. I'm like, first of all, you don't understand like the level of weed that Joey has, and I'm 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 taking them, and then I have to do work. And so I'm such a young grasshopper <laughs> in compar- this compared to Joey. Yeah, but yeah. So that I took acid and I called a lift because I couldn't drive home, and my but my lift driver was she wasn't bad, but she just wasn't. She was she kept she was like oh. I hate when people don't give me tips and I have, I have rent to pay. So I hope I have a good night and I had pre-ordered something, uh, to go and I, and I had her drive me to the place and she just came in. She's like, what are you buying me? And I'm on acid kind of freaking out. So I was like, I don't know. You can, you want a bagel? <laughs> so my, my lift, driver, a lift driver, bagel, my lift driver, like held me hostage for a bagel at one point. So that was probably the weirdest ones. But I mean, now, that might be one of the most Jewish stories I've ever heard. <laughs> I got held up by my Lyft driver to buy her a bagel. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know what to say. Like, I, 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 I wanted to say, like, like I'm not buying you anything. What do you mean? I'm, I'm just going to run here, pick up my food and leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I couldn't say shit. Um, and then obviously, like, I've, I've like I gained I've, I'm kind of like in the middle of like gaining and losing right now. But. Taking You're all like those doing edibles. Jujitsu right now or something. I'm not doing jujitsu. I'm doing uh, circuit training at a jujitsu place. Okay, I'm trying cool. to do that. But um, you said the, taking that many edibles. Though, yeah, that many edibles. Like I've mixed some weird shit. Like I, I've taken like two or three pudding cups and I'm like kick cereal and just mix the pudding with cereal. Whoa. Like you eat some, f- and especially late at night. Like I like because sometimes we we've kind of slowed it down with the edibles a little bit. 
like I would take like two thousand milligrams on a regular basis. Oh my god! And sometimes I would just pass out at the studio until like, I'd wake up at like two in the morning and like oh, and then you, you, like there's nothing really great to get on the way home <laughs> other than Jack in the Box and, yeah. and Taco Bell. So you eat some weird shit, but that that's how it's changed, dude. That's wild. Uh, this is from at Maddie Todd thirty one on Instagram. What did it feel like the first time you realized that you wrote a good bit? It was pretty. The first time I had like a really good set, even at the open mic, and I didn't record. I was I was pissed. Like the first time, like because open mics can be a little bit tough because com- yeah. comics have like they a they just they just want to get up and b they've heard a lot of. All the There's jokes. a lot of jadedness going right. on and self-absorption. Like I'm just focused on my set. Like right. So if you yeah, if you start getting them going at an open mic, you're like, oh, I got something here. And I was probably like a month or two in, and it was uh, it was about another comic who was there, just something that he, that we did together. And I just, and I realized on stage that them laughing like that was making me smile, and I felt like I felt like I shouldn't react to it like that. But now, now looking back, I'm like, oh well, that actually, when when comics laugh, like it, 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 when you go see Burt Kreischer and he's laughing at his own, it, like yeah. it helps you laugh, it helps the audience laugh a little bit. But for me, it was like it was one of the best feelings ever, and I, I was like literally just sitting there on stage smiling. I'm like, oh, I got it. Like this, oh. this is this was, cool. and then I looked down, and of course I wasn't recording it. You're like, no. Oh. And I like I tried to record it in my car, and it wasn't the same. <laughs> Like I tried to re- like recapture it. You tried to you tried to do it into your, your phone the same way. Yeah, and it didn't. It did, of course it didn't work. But it was, it's a great feeling. It's uh, but it's it's also like it, it used to be a better feeling because now like I realize even if you have one good set, well, the there's chase, so much to add to it. The chase becomes so much longer now. Like the 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 your taste becomes, uh, more and more insatiable. Right, like you know like, what I mean. What is, what is it called chasing the dragon or something? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, dude, it really is like like once you have a killer set, you're you're on to the next one. And you're like, I gotta feel that again. Right, and it's, and especially even uh, like for me, like I I, I was very lucky and uh, I hosted for Jerry Rocha at the New Bray Improv. Yeah, and I, I love I, Jerry. I, oh, he's great. And I felt like I had a good set, but then Eddie Pence featured and Jerry ho- uh, headlined. And they've both been doing it for twenty years. Well, yeah. And the just the level of laughter that they were getting from the same crowd, I was like, oh. <laughs> Even though I felt like I had a good set, I'm like, there's a lot of work I, like to to be done. And, a lot of room to grow. Yeah. Yeah. Just to get like to have, to get people like roaring with laughter. So, yeah. Like, that like that will be pretty cool when that happens. Yeah, that's exciting. Ah, uh, this is from at True Imagination Zero Zero. What's the biggest difference between the Lee? that first left Boston to the Lee that you are now? Oh, it's crazy. Um, the biggest difference. I would say the shyness level, like just talking to people who I haven't really met. Being able or, to go, just be a little bit more outgoing. and. Yeah, yeah. I was always, I was always, and I, I still, if I have a choice, I'll be like, oh, I'll just go home and be by myself. Or I don't really yeah. like being in huge crowds. But now I feel like I can go up, and especially being single now like going up and talking to a girl at a bar i just didn't do it in college yeah and i like it, it kind of freaked me out and now being surrounded by all these funny people and and being put in situations like doing acid and and all that stuff where 
it's so out of my comfort zone. I'm like, oh, just talking to someone at a bar is not going to be that it's crazy. Very low stakes at this yeah. point. You're like, that, uh, and, yeah. So that that's I, you're I like, think I've be been best. to outer space. I can go up to a girl at a bar. That's not a big deal. That was crazy. Yeah, that's um, that is kind of crazy to have something. I mean, to have something go kind of viral in a way, yeah, was kind of weird. Which that was that's some of the questions that are on here are referring to that. Somebody asked, uh, I think. Where in the universe did you travel to when Joey tried to kill you with edibles? And that's from at the Logan Hazlitt on Instagram. That was intense. That was, and I just, I because I'm so I, how, I switched how many, the cameras. How many milligrams was it that that Joey had to? That had might to have been a, acid, to be honest. Or but acid. I, it the most milligrams I've ever done is three thousand. Yeah, which is a lot. Like people look at me like I'm crazy when I tell them that. But I, I honestly feel like there's something in in your body that kind of switches off when you take that much. It's like this is you're poisoning yourself. That that night was just I went in and out. Like I would like I was I wasn't I didn't pass out or anything, but I was just I was just feeling it. Like the first time, one of the first times Joey got me high, I I uh, I watched the movie Friday, and I was so high because I used to love that movie. Yeah. But I could see the acting, and it kind of got bad. Like my eyes were vibrating; I was so high. Like, yeah, things just kind of slowed down. And, th- and that that night was like that thing was that was intense. But uh, it was it. And the the weird thing about it is it's fun. So like it's hard to complain about it because you're having a good time. But it's just like it's a little bit more. Like when I whenever I hear people saying like, "Oh, I took 10, 10 milligrams and I was high for two days," I'm like. It just doesn't make sense you're to like, me. You're mm, like, interesting. It, I, I wish I could be. <laughs> you're you're like an acid snark now. You're like, oh, very, <laughs> very well. I've uh, taken 2,000 milligrams at this point. Mushrooms. At, like, the only thing is I haven't done are like heroin and cocaine and ecstasy. I feel like that's it. <laughs> uh, at Young Pete, do you have a best Ralphie May memory? Probably taking acid with him. Uh, and I don't even know. I don't. He might have been on acid. I don't know if you saw it, but he had a little yellow uh, bracelet on that his kid had made him. And he he was one of those people, like how you were asking, like, if they're nice when you meet them. He was very warm, and he, he was very one of the nicest people. And it actually did help. He was like, focus on the yellow. It'll calm me down. And he could tell when I was getting a little too high, and he, like, put his hand on me, and it would calm me down. But then at the end of the episode, he wiggled it and kind of, didn't throw it but like made the bracelet go at me and he's like it's a snake and i jumped and because it, it to me on acid it kind of looked like a snake yeah and it was probably one of the hardest I've, we've like all three of us were just dying laughing so that i would have to say that's probably the best of ralphie like that's that's something i'll never forget that's awesome <laughs> um how Let's see. The, uh, at Nick underscore arena 777 on Instagram, the best advice someone has given you since you started stand up. That's tough. I've gotten, because when, when you think about advice, you think about someone sitting you down and like, do this, do that. I, I People kind of let me do my own thing. I've just kind of, uh, I think the best advice is, is just be yourself. Don't really try to, and I don't even know if anyone's given it to me, uh, like specifically, but it's don't like not like I, don't, there's nothing don't against try one to be, liners. Don't try or, to be a comic that you're not. Yeah, or and that's don't try to. Like, I I couldn't pull off half or 
anything Joey says on stage. It, just, it wouldn't look it wouldn't look right. But it's yeah, just be yourself and 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 that's kind of what I've learned is like sometimes when I write stuff and I think it's gonna be great, it doesn't really work out. But something's stuff that just happened and is something that that I that I really have an experience with that's the stuff that makes mm-hmm. people laugh like the jokes that you sit down and you're like oh this is funny and then right those usually don't work for me you know what i was wondering if he was going to call in today and the one and only joey diaz is calling into the uh, podcast right oh my now. goodness um uh uncle joey is this you what's up what's up buddy what's up jeremiah joey sounds like you're in our i'm i was in our space for a second jeremiah i'm sorry about that. yeah yeah um, I don't Yeah, where are you calling in from, Joey? What's up the questions, Jeremiah? I'm, I'm, I'm doing some stuff. I'm making some moves. <laughs> uh, did, did you have any advice for, for Lee? Because, you know, you kind of, it seems like you kind of like started to groom him and, and help him push him into to comedy. Did you have anything that you wanted to say to him or any young comics that are watching the show? Yeah, uh, stop eating hummus. I saw the fly in, the, in Jeremiah's apartment. You don't got to stop with the fucking flies. But you got to, uh... You just gotta keep writing and keep going. There's no nights off. There's no there's no breaks. We're we're in this 24/7, 365. I love that. Yeah, you just gotta keep you gotta keep going, keep pushing. You gotta you gotta take some animals. You gotta go on stage high. You gotta just gotta do it. Just gotta go for it. Like Nike said, cocksucker, just do it. <laughs> That's great advice. <laughs> oh, whoa! One of his brothers. One of his brothers? I didn't know that Joey had a brother. You have a you have a, a brother that's trying to call in on the other line, Joey. I think I think he's gonna try to 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 to, to talk to you to see if, if we can give Lee some comedy advice as well. There's a lot of stuff you don't know about me, cocksucker. <laughs> Hello. Hey, how's it hey, going? Hey, it's Johnny Diaz. Hi, Johnny. I haven't met you before. Yeah, surprise. Uh, Joey hasn't talked about me. Joey's a little bit of a private person. I, I have a couple different slogans, you know. He's got the cocksucker thing. I've got the dick sucker. You know, we uh, we have uh, we're on different paths, but you know, kind of similar but different. Yeah. So, you, you, so he has Momo. What do you have? I have FOMO. We're missing <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's me. You know, pretty similar to Joey in a lot of ways, but uh. How do you feel about hummus, Johnny? I love it. See, I knew. I see. I, I knew uh, it. What I would say. Lather it on as much as you can. Bring on the flies, Lee. That's what I say. King of the flies, Lee Syed. And how do you feel about ranch? Ranch? Ranch or go fuck yourself. That's what I think. See, this is why I think this is why Joey hasn't really introduced you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're pretty opposing, if you couldn't tell. I'm here with Lord of the Flies, Lee Syed. I love this guy. Keep slathering on the hummus, my Jewish friend. I, I, thank you very much. I, I, I appreciate the support. And what, how do you feel about drugs, Johnny? Do you, do you smoke a lot of weed and do Never. a lot of... Oh, no, no. <laughs> I'm a straight edge. Johnny Diaz is a straight edge guy. I'm actually becoming a pastor. Very I was going to say, what, you, you, what kind of, like a Catholic or like what? Nope. Uh, e- even more. Mennonite. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a Mennonite pastor, you know. How do they feel about you saying dick sucker? Hey, man. Something that's a sin that I've been working on. I, I'm trying to cleanse it out of myself, but uh, you know, being around Joey all these years, you know, hasn't been quite good or conducive for my relationship with the Lord. Ah, uh, well, I'm I'm glad you're on the straight and narrow now, Johnny. Also, I think you should quit comedy. 
John, you're he's... literally just giving him the exact opposite advice, Johnny, from what Joey has. Is Joey still on the line? See, this is why I don't tell anyone I have a brother. He's, he's, a, he, he's a momo. Oh, I'm an embarrassment to you or something. You're an embarrassment to everybody. You're an embarrassment to Cuba. You're an embarrassment to Jersey. You get Cuba's name out of your mouth right now. You know what? You probably don't even eat black beans and rice. You don't. You probably are vegan, aren't you? Yeah, I am. What's the problem? Vegans. And there are I, no Cuban vegans, cocksucker. We eat meat, meat, and more meat. And I weigh 130 pounds. Is there a problem with that? Well, I'm, I'm glad you're healthy now, but but yeah, that, that, you should eat some fucking no more tofu. There's no, only only gay people eat tofu. Tofu, will go fuck yourself. Blah, blah, blah. Man, uh, very different. Uh, we got we got to let uh, the the Diaz brothers go. I, I I'm I'm so happy we reunited them. It doesn't sound like I, they get along. I don't think that they get along very well at all. It's it's very very strange. Uh, let's do one more question and we'll get into uh, the final segment. Got it. Um, speaking of uh the this pastor, this is an interesting Johnny. question of uh, Johnny the pastor Diaz. Um, uh, not to be confused uh, confused with the UFC Diaz brothers. Right. Very different Diaz brothers. Extremely. Extremely different. Uh, at Nitrum underscore P17 on Instagram. Lee, out of all those psychedelic adventures you had, did any of them result in a spiritual experience for you? Did you have any encounter with anything that you felt like was an energy or or something that uh, you you felt like you were talking to something that wasn't there or anything like that? Uh, no, I didn't, I didn't like, uh, I know, I don't really feel like I, I talked to God or anything, but there's something about acid and mushrooms that just make you feel happy. And you know, like, you start like, like every time I do it, like I'll, I'll text like my high school best friend. I'll be like, Hey, I miss you, buddy. I hope you're doing well. So yeah, all that like acid and mushroom and stuff. It, it makes me open, more open, I think. But no, I, I didn't really talk to God or anything. You didn't talk to God, no. Is this God on the phone right now? Hello. Oh my God! This is I'm, I'm, I feel yes. so special. Oh my! Oh my me! It's me. <laughs> D- did Joey slip me an edible before I came? To, I think maybe. So how do you, how do you feel about all these drugs I'm taking, God? Well, that's your path, I guess. We'll see where you end up at the end. You seem like a good dude, so I'll probably see you in heaven soon. Oh, let's hope not so. Not soon. I'm not predicting like anything bad happening or anything in that. I mean, like more of like an eventually. God, are you are you, are you telling me something? Do you know when I'm gonna die, God? It sounds um, like it sounds like it sounds like it's imminent. Whoops! I didn't mean to leak that information. No, it's gonna be a long, long way away. Let's hope it's not too long. I don't think I want to live past like 75. I feel like that's a good time. Okay, we can work that out. All right. <laughs> Did you just barter with God when you're going to die, Lee? I would t- I would love to do that. I would love to be like, yeah, 69, 72. How about 75? Oh, sure. Yeah, I could I could deal you with that. You sound solo that I can come down a little bit if you're not really thrilled about it. Yeah, let's check in in like 20, 30 years and see how I'm doing with it. But yeah, that 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 should be fine. It's it's nice that you took the time out to talk to me, God. I would have imagined you're pretty busy. Yeah, I'm pretty busy, but you're a good dude. So I was like, all right, I can carve out a little time for my boy Lee. I kind of, and I kind of, I kind of thought that maybe after you created the world that you kind of just took a back seat and you've been chilling. For a couple thousand years, nah, no, you're still pretty me. busy. You gotta get a lot of shit to do. I'm busy on the rag, yo. So, 
God, you got to tell us. Like, I can't it, believe we have God on the line, first of all. So the fact that this is a podcast we, exclusive. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I guess we'll put him in the parentheticals as Lee Syatt and God as guests. I think God has to be the first guest. <laughs> <laughs> he gets first billing. I yeah, think. I'll definitely let God. Yeah, you'll take I'm, I'm just interested to know if if Jews are the right or if it if it's if it's Christians. Like, am I on the right path being Jewish? Oh boy! <laughs> really, Corbin? <laughs> deep questions. If that's too much, if, if you can't reveal that, I well, on the Church of What's Happening now, a lot of people refer to you as the Christ Killer. That's true. I, I apologize for anything I've done to your son. All right, then we're good, homie. <laughs> I think he just wanted to want to acknowledge that that that's what happened. That was probably one of the weirdest things. Like, Joey got me high once for Christmas. I was at his house, and he had CNN on, like, the story of Jesus. Yeah. He got me fucked up. And then they had, like, on CNN, they had the, the Christ, like, them pushing the crown of thorns on a Jesus' head. And I was fucked up, and what, I, I had to leave. Was it a clip from Passion of the Christ or no, something? No, I don't think so. It was, like, it, was, it, it wasn't, I've seen parts of Passion of the Christ. It was... It was like some like reenactment, obviously, on CNN, like Christmas Day. It was terrifying. I had to leave. Glory to the newborn. You're like, what am I watching right and it, now? It wasn't. It, it was more like the Romans, were, and that's that's the one thing about being called the Christ killer is like, You're like technically, it, was, it wasn't the Jews at all. Excuse me. I hate, um, a slight correction, if I may. I hate to be a stickler. <laughs> but I think Pontius Pilate had something to do with this. <laughs> I hate always getting, Jews always get the blame. I mean, why? I'm just here right now. Yes, we were disciples of him, but like, yeah, there was a Judas, but if you uh, are all of us Judases now? So violent. I mean, is Judas really shortening just Jew? Is that what, what that is? I don't like all this anti-Semitism. I, I don't like it either. <laughs> It's very, very frustrating. Blame the Romans, why don't you? No, the Romans never get any blame. I know. Nobody even talks about the Romans. But you know what? Nobody talks about Roman food, the Roman people. So maybe it's one of those things. The strong survive. Yeah, there's no Roman delis. There's no. (laughs) It's so true. Why aren't there any Roman delis out here? They don't. They don't make a good bagel. They don't make a good bagel, <laughs> and their shoe game is all off point. Their sandals. Nobody wants to see those open toes in a deli. Are you kidding me? No good deals on any diamonds. No or... good deals on diamonds. They're skyrocketing. They're out of control. You're lucky you have the Jews and not the Romans. Imagine if you were stuck with Romans. Ugh, that's not a world I would want to live in. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into this final segment, sax talk. Let's do it. Oh, sax. I like it. I'm. I'm. So is that the sax that you started with in third grade? Yeah. Is it really? Yeah, it That's really a, is. That is wild. Yeah, isn't it wild? I mean, it's like at, at least this you point, take care of it. Yeah, I do. It's like it's got some dents and stuff, but it's also like I've for for how long I've had it. it this is like one of the oldest things that I own. You old, you own things older than that? I guess not. Well, no, I have one thing that's older than this, and it's my stuffed animal, like a little bear. I literally have had that since I was born. You're going to be a good father. You take care of things. I try to take care of things. <laughs> so Lee is going to share a story of a sexual encounter, and I'm going to play some sweet, sweet sax underneath. And whenever you're ready, I'll start following you along with this sexy saxophone. Okay, so since we talked about uh, me not really hitting on girls at bars, the first show I ever I did at the uh, comedy store was for Joey's birthday. And I, I, I was a little high. I got down there, 
and I did my set and went great. And I went outside and I started talking to this girl. It never really, <laughs> it never really happened before. I was really excited. I was nervous. Uh, and some people were around. We, we only talked for a few minutes. But we, we exchanged Instagram accounts, which is very 2018. But she, she ended up coming over a week or so later. And we were making out. And things progressed. But it was... It, it, things took a bad turn. Because as, as we were hooking up... She 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 took a hold of my penis. I don't, and she asked me probably the worst question I ever got asked during sex. She asked me. She looked at me straight in the face and she said, "Are you on the spectrum?" <laughs> and that was that was pretty much the end. Of it. We 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 didn't end up having sex. She slept over with her jeans on. It was a terrible night. <laughs> but that was that's probably my craziest sexual sexual experience. Yeah, that was that was a little bit much, dude. She grabbed your penis and said, "Are you on the spectrum?" Because I, I apparently I kept if if she wasn't into it, I kept going like this, like I'd be like, because I, I I didn't want people like I didn't want like to get like, oh you're you're doing something I don't want to do. Even though yeah. she came over to my house and the, like the second time we met, and she literally she asked me if I was on the spectrum, and I was like, no, I'm not. She's like, oh okay, you just seemed a little bit off. I was like. Why would you still be here if I would? But I guess that makes her a good person that she would continue hooking up or with me. Or maybe, well, here's the thing. Or she had a fetish and you said no. And she was like, wah, wah, gotta move on to the next boy on the spectrum. <laughs> I I kind of hope so. That'd be, that wouldn't be nice. Like, I, I you must, I, you definitely know him, uh, uh, Josh Meyerowitz. Oh yeah, he. I've done a Kate Quigley's podcast with him, and he. He. I've heard his sexual experiences. So if if she was into it, I should set him up with her. Just send her to Meyerowitz, and it'll be the best present that you could ever give him. I feel like that should happen on your podcast. <laughs> I know. I connect people. <laughs> no, no, like them actually like hook up on your couch, like while you while you're playing the sax. While, while I'm playing the sax. Oh. <laughs> But I'm only on screen. I'm like, why am I still having to watch this? Because is... it's a PG-13 podcast. It's a PG-13 podcast. <laughs> Dude, thanks so much for doing the show, man. Thank you for having me. It's it's. Uh, I've I've seen all the clips that you put online, and it's. I'm, I'm really excited to do it. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll definitely get some fun clips oh, yeah. <laughs> out of the show. Uh, do you want to plug anything before you leave? Uh, no, just uh, if you want to follow me on any social media, it's Lee Syatt, L E E S Y A T T. All right. Thanks so much for doing the show, buddy. Thank you.